0: Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a podcast hosted by Catherine Owen, in which she reads poems, talks about the poetry world, and interviews poets. Poetry, it makes nothing happen, according to W.H. Auden, and oh, that's a beautiful thing. Good morning, sweet listeners of poetry. I'm going to read one more poem from the nature section in the Seshlaw Milosh Book of Luminous Things, anthology from the infamous Robert Frost, renowned for writing poems about nature and also being somewhat of a curmudgeon, uh, very lauded late in his life. He died in 1963, was born in 1874, so a good long period of um, time that he spent writing poetry, reading it, and dealing with various uh, torments and beauties of existence. And this piece, the most of it, is essentially in five quatrains, though the five quatrains are in one lyric poem and the meter is iambic pentameter. Of course, quatrain, we have the A, B, A, B, C, D, C, D, and so on. So he's, uh, very good at end rhyme. Uh, Robert Frost once famously claimed that writing poetry without rhyme and meter was like playing tennis with the net down. So he was a firm believer in, um, a ferocity of craft. And th- this piece it seems that it's in the voice of a man who's living alone in nature. Um, I instantly harkened back to, of course, a poem that came quite a bit later, Earl Burney, the Canadian poet's uh, Bushed, where a man is kind of calling out to the universe and saying, you know, are you going to answer me? I'm just hearing this echo. I uh, feel alone in the universe. Perhaps that's what he wanted at a certain point in his life. But he feels possibly now that he is living in a world of copy speech, where he is only getting replications of him, self, 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 uh, kind of dissolving to the wilderness, he's not getting what he wants uh, the counter love another human that's able to respond to him and bring something different um a new shading, a twist, another angle, and the the center of the poem he it's like he's in despair he's he's hopeless there's there's nothing coming in response to him at all. he remains completely solitary, but then he says, unless it was this embodiment, and this embodiment is is not human. It's coming from the cliff's talus, so the cliff's ankle bone, the base of the mountain, and it's splashing and swimming, but it doesn't prove human. It's not something additional to him. It's something, it's it's from nature, It's it's another species, it's indifferent to him. It's perhaps not opposed to him, but it ends up being... Uh, a buck, a great buck, and it pushes the crumpled water. So it's very powerful. It pours like a waterfall. You've got the simile of of this animal being like a body of water. Um, so it, infused with the intensity and and you know the fusion of being part of its environment, it's indistinguishable. It knows that it will find an answering call. It doesn't have that same sense of solitude that the speaker has. And the last line, it forced its way through the underbrush, so it has a place to go, somewhere to be. It is dominating its environment, and the man is left alone again. That was all. This is all that he is going to receive from the universe, because that is the true reality at the core. Robert Frost, The Most of It. He thought he kept the universe alone, for all the voice and answer he could wake was but the mocking echo of his own from some tree-hidden cliff across the lake. Some morning from the boulder-broken beach, he would cry out on life that what it wants is not its own love back in copy speech, but counter-love, original response. And nothing ever came of what he cried, unless it was the embodiment that crashed, in the cliff's talus on the other side, and then in the far distant water splashed. But after time allowed for it to swim, instead of proving human when it neared, and someone else additional to him, as a great buck it powerfully appeared, pushing the crumpled water up ahead, and landed pouring like a waterfall, and stumbled through the rocks with horny tread, and forced the underbrush. And that was all. You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.